0: Vasily Lomachenko Post Fight Thoughts Dun 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 Hey guys Fight Junkie here As usual before we jump into this next episode I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkiecom. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere where you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube. Dot com slash Fight Junkie 2006 Loma, Loma, Loma We did the pre-fight podcast on this For you guys listening to this on YouTube Icon, upper right corner Click it, it will link back to the original Fight Prediction podcast Going into this, my big concern My only concern The only reason I even wanted to watch this fight Was for the Shoulder of Lomachenko. The right shoulder specifically. And it was on fire. It actually even ended the fight. But more importantly. He used it out throughout the entire fight. He threw more right hooks and four rounds. Than he did the entire fight against. A uh, 12 round fight against Pedraza. And more importantly. He admitted. Finally. After this fight. That his shoulder was still jacked up. In the Pedraza fight and he actually thanked some doctor for fixing it and said it's 100% and you can see the difference this was what I was talking about in the pre-fight podcast with the lines they were the way they were on uh, Lomachenko straight minus 7,000 you had him sitting roughly 450 minus 450 inside and I knew his shoulder wasn't right after that Pedraza fight and luckily for future betting for future Lomachenko fans You can see that it's back as long as it stays healed and there's no issues then I think we've got the Vasily back that we all know and love and appreciate because he certainly wasn't the same guy that fought Pedraza and you saw that in only four rounds versus those 12 rounds so that is a huge huge plus going forward. Because as you know injuries can kill anybody's career and we said uh, Lomachenko isn't superhuman. So this was a positive positive result here. I didn't want to lay the minus 450 inside. Most everybody picked it as a mismatch and he would get the stoppage. That came true but more important to me was I wanted to scout him. For me like I told you guys previous this was a, this was a scouting fight for me. A scouting report to see if that injury was lingering. Unfortunately, it isn't. And that opens up a world of super fights for him. They're already talking about Garcia. I don't know, one, if that's going to happen. Is Garcia going to go back to 35? Can he make the weight? How long does it take him to make the weight? Does he defend the title? Who does he fight? Does he want Loma right away? And then you've got all the bad blood between Aram and Garcia. And Aram's an old crotchety man. And I if he doesn't want to make that fight because he can't stand Garcia and doesn't think he was loyal, whatever the case they have going on, then the fight's not going to be made. There's also talk, a lot of talk, that people want to want to see is the Tank Davis fight. Tank talks a lot of smack on social media, but Lomacheco kind of just blows him off. Not because he doesn't want to fight him, not because he's scared of him, but because he just doesn't believe that Mayweather's going to allow him to fight. And so, I mean, we get hyped out about that. The potential fight, but how close is that realistically to being made? I mean, sitting here today, I can't say that I think it's really that realistic that that fight is going to be made anytime soon. So, I mean, that that's two great fights that boxing fans would love to see. I think uh, Lomachenko would be favored in both of them, probably bigger against Garcia than he would be against Tank, simply because of the style of Tank, right? It's kind of like I said, you're going to have a hard time outboxing Lomachenko, and that's what um, Mikey Garcia would try to do. He couldn't bully Lomachenko around. He's not that great of a pressure fighter to begin with. We spoke about that when he was fighting Spence. And he would try to counter-punch him, and it's going to be very, very difficult to outbox Lomachenko. He's got great hand speed, devastating power, especially in that right hand. And his footwork is amazing. It, it, Mikey Garcia, I, I think he, his mind would be going 100 miles a minute trying to figure out where Lomachenko was and how to counter him. And you could you could see in the Spence fight... When Mikey had no answers, he just pretty much shelled up and didn't offer anything up. He was willing to go 12 rounds and lose the fight. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that type of situation as well. Mikey did show a good chin against Spence, so you you could think he might be able to take Lomachenko's punches as well. Although Lomachenko does come with weird angles and with super fast hands. Um, Tank, you know, stylistically, you could compare him more to Salido. And that's why I'm thinking, like uh, Freddie Roach had mentioned this. You know, you got to get up in his grill, man. You got to walk through all those feints and all the shoe shine and all the touch, 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 and then he he drops a big hammer on you. You got to be able to take that. Stay composed. Stick to him like glue, like Salito did. He dirty boxed the man. He made it a gra- hit him low. Hit him behind the head. Hit him in the arms. Hit him on the hip. Just stick to him and make him fight. You can't give him that distance. Whereas an amazing distance. And timing and he can move around you at lightning speed and just rat it to tat your ass as you're walking forward you got to be on him but Tank has that equalizer too with the power that's what makes it intriguing like how many shots would he have to land on Lomachenko to change the course of the fight we've seen Lomo go down before against Linares who I think is a very skilled boxer and has very good power but speaks to me talking about it's very difficult to outbox Lomachenko over 12 rounds he ended up getting blasted out and he's taller, has a nice reach, he has good timing, good power, he's good technically. Yeah, his chin isn't the greatest, but that was a nice action pack fight, and he still lost. And he's very, very skilled. A lot of people underrate Linares, in my opinion. The guy is super, super skilled. Tanks of a different breed. He would come at him, try to pressure him like Salito did, try to get in his grill, try to get on top of him, and try to blast him out. He was on social media, three punches for me. So he's basically saying, like, all I got to do is touch this kid, and he's going to go out. That is a very interesting fight to me. One, Tank talks a lot of smack. I want to see if he can back it up. And two, just stylistically, the way they would match up, I think that would be an amazing fight. Ken Lomachenko... Box him, run him into stuff, you know, use that footwork and make him look like a fool swinging and punching air, or would Tank be able to close the distance, get inside, and what kind of damage could he do if he was able to get inside and hit Lomachenko. So overall I think it was what a lot of people thought it was gonna be, but they were they were short sighted there. It wasn't just about the matchup and that's the point I was trying to make before the fight and it's the reason I wanted to do this post fight podcast so you guys understood that this if you didn't listen to the pre-fight podcast for me this entire fight was nothing but a scout like what what's going on with the right with the right arm with the right shoulder it has to be a hundred percent or as close as you can get to a hundred percent when you're talking about those super fights i said he could have beat uh anthony tonight with one arm i really believe that i said that going into the fight and i'm saying that now after the fight is over he could have won the fight with one arm But it was more important, it was past this fight. This was almost a foregone conclusion in most people's mind that the fight was going to end in favor of Lomachenko. Yeah, it could have went to the cards or he could have stopped them earlier or it could have stopped them late. Whatever the case was, most people figured that Lomachenko was going to win. So beyond that, the most important thing for me was, is he 100%? Is he going to throw it? How often is he going to throw it? Is he going to paw with it? Is he going to use power? And he used it exactly how he should. And you guys can see the difference. I mean, it's night and day. Go look at his Pedraza fight and go look at this fight. It is night and day. You can see that 100% it was not right in the Pedraza fight. And 100% it was working like it should tonight. And that's a very important one because obviously a lot of these lines are very high in Lomachenko. So you you don't want to be betting on a one-armed fighter. And two, as he steps up in the competition, like I said, even going up in weight or coming down in weight. Hell, they even were asking him about fighting Conor McGregor, something like hundred. 45 pounds or something and he said he would gladly move up to 145 to fight counter in a super fight I mean, there's crazy. He's a superstar, right? I mean people are gonna want to see him in a lot of different matches So I think it's important that we make sure that okay The guy is 100% and we're not just looking at the Lomachenko that we all love and remember So tonight I think was a good step for everybody that bets Lomo for everybody that um Thinks that the super fights are going to happen regardless if they're up in weight or down in weight or even somebody like Connor coming across. Any of those things because you're going to be confident now when you cap your fights you should be confident that he's got two arms. He's going to be able to use that right hook because not only was it just obviously oh it's an injury but that is his favorite hand guys. That is his you know double shock destruction power even to the body He rips that thing and I could tell the first round he threw like a couple two or three but you could see he had the snap on it and that was another thing like is he throwing it as a decoy or is he really throwing it and then once he got the motion going it was clear as day that that right hook was working and it was bouncing and it was landing and it actually finished the fight. It was high in the head like a temple shot but still it was the right hook and that's a very important punch for Vasily Lomachenko, especially if he fights a powerful puncher like Tank Davis, who's in that squat Tyson type of style, who's going to come forward and try to get right on his chest. He's going to need that right hook as a counter to spin off and try to make Tank reposition his feet. So it's very, very important going forward. Not even speaking about the ridiculous odds that you normally have to lay on Lomachenko. I think the odds are going to be a little bit better, obviously, in the super fights because he's facing uh, more skilled fighters and people are going to be able to say, like, well, with Mikey, he went 12 rounds with Spence and with Tank, you know, he's got this kind of power. So there's going to be a little bit more give and take there than there was tonight. I hope... All of you made a ton of money, but if you didn't bet it or you sprinkled a little on the decision or whatever, don't even worry about it. It was more important than this actual fight of just cashing and winning on this fight. Because we needed to make sure that he was 100% going forward and that his lines were were matched up correctly with his abilities. Everybody knows the guy is super talented, but when you fight with one arm, you can see what happens when even lesser fighters, and I give Pedraza a lot of credit, he was underrated in my opinion, but how lesser fighters can maybe have a little more success than they should and go more rounds than they should for sure. For sure, that was no question. Like if the Lomachenko that fought tonight had fought Pedraza, no way he goes the distance. I think we can all agree on that. There's no chance that he would have made it to the cards. So that's important to make sure that he's healed 100%. I think he is. I think going forward, we're not going to have to factor that in. Hopefully, ever again, unless something happens during the fight. And obviously, we can't predict that. It, it is an injury that needed surgery and then something else had to be fixed after the Pedraza fight like I said you don't thank your doctor and say it wasn't right and now it's right and you can see that it's right if you know there wasn't something else going on so it could always snap or fall off during the fight and that would be a problem. But we're not going to know that until it happens. So when you're capping this going into a fight, then you're obviously going to say, okay, he's got two good arms here. And all the skills that come with that, the whole package. Now let's see how he matches up with somebody. And let's see if we're willing to lay this line or that line or whatever the case is. So overall, huge win for Vasily, but a bigger win for anybody that's looking to bet him in the future. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. For junkie out.